Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Good morning, I'm Sharon Anderson, pastor of Discipleship and Care. And as you heard from Pastor Nancy, we are having a different kind of service this morning. The sermon is going to be in two parts. You're going to have a time to look back and a time to look ahead. A time to remember and recall God's faithfulness over the year and a time to hope in his promises in the year ahead. So I'm going to ask you to pray with me again. It's a good reminder when we go to God's word anytime that we need the spirit to enliven it. So I invite you to pray with me. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are faithful to your word and that when we bring it before our minds and our hearts you are the one who speaks and so we invite you holy spirit to come now and take what is yours and apply it to us to what you've given us and we anticipate that with joy in jesus name amen so christmas is past or at least almost past and i don't know about you but I love getting Christmas cards. A few of them still came in the mail this last week. I don't care. I don't care if they come late. I love getting Christmas cards. Christmas cards and an opportunity to get greetings from people in your life, family and friends, an opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus, and an opportunity to hear a little bit about the highlights of someone's life. Do you like getting Christmas letters? I love them. So, you know, don't ever stop. I know some people think they're past, but I love getting Christmas letters. Some of them we laugh at with great delight. Some of them we hear people's stories that are a little bit harder to hear. Most years our family has done a Christmas card as well and a Christmas letter. And in it we put highlights of things that we've done together, special experiences, um, new events in our family. Really an opportunity, an opportunity to look back and to say, God has been faithful. God has been good in this past year. I am grateful for these things in the year. Now this passage that Pastor J.D. read from us from First Peter, in a sense, is like a look back. It's like a Christmas card letter, a review of the year to remember what you have as a follower of Jesus. It reminds us when we become Christians, when we say yes to Jesus, or even if we're saying maybe to Jesus, that he is inviting us into something that we have great things to be grateful for. So we're going to spend some time looking back and remembering what God has given us. If you do have your Bibles on your phone or in print or any way, you can open them if you'd like to the second um, to Second Peter, his second letter, we're looking at the first chapter, just the first couple of verses. Peter wrote this to a group of people scattered across that region who were having some struggles. And so he needed to remind them of who they are and what they had in Christ. And so he says this in verse 2, Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Have you had abundant grace and peace this past year? 
Have God shown you his abundance in those ways? Abundantly, more than we can ever imagine is what God has given us and promised to us. And we receive it through faith in Christ. He begins his letter to remind us, you have been given a lot. You have been blessed this past year. And Peter reminds us, what you've been given is for a godly life. This is what he wants to give us so that we can live not just the good life, which the world tells us is a certain way. He wants us to live a godly life. Now, I think this is one of the uh, greatest and most destructive lies that Satan sometimes gives us. He says, you can't have a good life if you lead the godly life. He tells us, you know, God is kind of holding out on you, really. He doesn't provide all you need. In fact, you need more than what you have. Think of it, even in the garden with Adam and Eve, they were tempted to say, did God really say, isn't God holding back on you something that would be good for you? But Peter lifts up this truth in this verse and says, God is your good provider. God has been your good provider. He always gives you what is needed to live the godly life. He says it this way in verse 3, his divine power has given us a few things. No. Everything, everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. That is what it means to live a good life. It's to live the godly life because God, through his divine power, provides all we need to do that. Now, when you look back at 2017, I hope you can remember those places where God has provided just what you needed to live a life in him. Doesn't mean it's all been good, but God provides what is needed for you to live that life in him. Verse 3 reminds us that this comes through faith. We have to know who he is. We have to grow in knowledge of him, an accurate an authentic, a personal knowledge of Jesus. When that grows in us throughout the year, when we know that more and more, we're able to recognize, God, you've given me everything I needed to live this life. When Peter reminds the people in this, who first got this letter, they were going through really difficult times, persecution. But he says, you've been given this precious faith, as he says it in verse 1, a faith as precious as ours. It is so valuable because God has provided everything you need to live in him. Everything we need. Creative power. Just think of it. The very divine power that brought the universe into existence, that even right now holds the universe, sustains it, things would fall apart except for the divine power of Jesus Christ. And yet he says, I'm using that divine power to give you what you needed, what you need what you needed this past year. So we can look back with thanksgiving, everything we need. You know, Paul Paul says some of the same thing when he whoops, when he uses a, a verse in Philippians, a wonderful verse to remind us. He says, And my God will meet all your needs 
according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. This is what we've been given. I hope as you think back on the year, you're able to say, ah, yes, I know how God met my needs in that place. This precious faith that I've been given, that I'm learning about and growing in, it connects me to the source of life, which is truly life. And even more than that, Paul says it's God's holy power in us, in us, available to us, that gives us what we need for the year. certainly refers to eternal life if we are followers of Christ, but it also refers to what we've been given to meet everyday life. Everyday life, every struggle. God's granted us things to deal with life problems. And sometimes when we look back on a year, we can remember the problems, right? We can remember the struggles. We can remember the hard times. But as we recall those, we remember God's divine power has met us in that place and he's provided what we need in order to live a godly life in him. God tells us this in his word, everything we need to deal with life, whether major things or minor things, whether you're dealing with suffering or with joy, relational difficulties, uncertainty about the future, finances that are maybe a mess, emotions that are hard to control, all of those things, God says, we, I've provided what you need through my divine power. So what's our part in this provision? Well, the Bible talks about God providing for us. We have to both respond and enter into it, and that's what we do through faith. It's always about the life God calls us to lead in him. Yes, the source of provision is Christ, And the scope of his provision is everything, but the purpose is that we would live in a joyful life in him. And as you look back on 2017, I want you to think about what God has provided for you this past year through his divine power. When you look back, what are some tangible and intangible things that God has shown his power to you in? Perhaps it's been his presence through a difficult time. Perhaps it's been his forgiveness, which was needed at a really crucial time. Perhaps it's been a miracle of healing or just the presence of persevering when healing doesn't come. Perhaps it's just giving you hope when you'd lost it. Perhaps it's reminding you that he is with you in all things. So what we're going to do today, you were given a rock or you picked one up when you came in. If you don't have one, there's some right at the back and we're going to be moving around in this service. So if you don't have one, I encourage you right now, each person here to go and get a rock and hold it in your hand. Okay, so you can move around and keep moving while I'm talking. If you don't have a rock, there's one at the back, back there. What we're going to do with these rocks is something that the people of God throughout the ages have done. They have marked God's presence in their life with memorials. And sometimes they were building altars with rocks. Sometimes they were setting up stones to remember. Oh, hear those rocks. Listen to that sound. Isn't that great? So God's people take these... invited to do this, to take a rock and say, I am going to remember. If you've got a rock already, hold it in your hand. Is it secure and fast? It, there's a sense in, with when we talk about the rock that it's not going to be moved. 
God's provision for us are that certain. We can hold fast to what he's provided. We can give testimony to what he's provided when with these rocks. And what we're going to do with these rocks after you have them, don't throw them. <laughs> Except from one hand to the next one, that would be fine. But just remembering, we're going to remember God's provision in 2017. And we're going to do this corporately. In a few minutes, there's going to be a song playing, and we're going to come up, and up in the front here are some marking pens. And you're going to have an opportunity to write down on here, in one word, maybe two, what has God provided for you this past year? How have you seen his faithfulness? And I want you to write that word right on that rock. Markers are up here. Think of what the word is. Come and write it on the, mark, on, the, on the rock. And if you want, as Pastor Nancy said, you're free to do whatever. If you want, let's do a corporate reminder of God's faithfulness. And let's bring this up here, right here. Our, our kids do this every week as a reminder. God is present in their lives. How has God been present in your life in 2017? Write a word here. Give testimony. Give great gratitude to God for how he's met you. And then just drop the rock in here and we will see the faithfulness of God in 2017 in a visible way. Let me pray for you before you do this. Lord, we know you provide everything we need for living a life in you. So remind us now through your Holy Spirit. Encourage us as we think back on 2017. Encourage us by where you've provided. And we will give you the praise. And it'll be a marker for us to remember you are a God who provides. In Jesus' name, amen. It's the same passage but in a different translation. So we encourage you to hear this with new ears. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2-4. to four. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So we've looked back, and now we look ahead. 2018, wow. It's coming, it's right around the corner. But when we look at this rock wall, it gives us hope, doesn't it, for moving ahead? Do you know anybody in your life, a person that is always true to their promises? Maybe there are people that you really trust because what they say they're going to deliver on. I know that one of the most significant promises I ever made in my life was when I married my husband more than 40 years ago. And we made promises to each other. We spoke them out loud in front of other people. And I said things like, I promise to be your faithful and loving wife. And if you asked him now today, have I always lived up to that promise? No. No, but we, we can't live up to our promises. Even if we intend to, we often fail. Even the most trustworthy person in the world can, will fail in some way in keeping a promise. But here is the good news for us in looking ahead. 
is that God is totally different than that. God has given us, as the scripture says, great and precious promises, and he will never back out of them. That can't be said of God, that he sometimes keeps his promise, or he intends to keep his promise. No, God is a promise keeper. He is never untrue to his word. Never. What he says, he will do. What he promises, he will complete. And that's what gives us hope in going forward into a new year. By one person's count, this scripture of ours, this divine book, has over 7,000 promises to humankind from God. Over 7,000 times where he tells us something about what he will be for us, who he is, or who we are. The promises of God reveal his eternal purposes And he is unchangeably committed to those purposes. And one of those purposes that you and I would grow in him, would grow to be more like him, to grow to resemble him more. And he's going to keep that promise as you live into him. I want to read verse 4 one more time. Pastor J.D. read it too. Through these, through God's glory and God's goodness, he's given us his very great and precious promises. He has given us these promises, and you can count on them in the new year, even more than any promise a human would give. When we look at 2018, we have the promises of God to move us forward in, the power behind the promise. Remember, it's his divine power, and so there is evidence. There is evidence that Jesus will continue to live into his promise. You know, when we... When we step out in faith, we activate the promises of God in our lives. We say, yes, I will trust. That was one of somebody's words. I will look to you for strength. I will know you are the one. We activate that by our own faith. So when we talk about the promises of God, it's not some, I hope this will happen up there, some pie-in-the-sky dream like we might do with New Year's resolutions. No, God's promises will come true. He is faithful to his word always. Paul says it this way in his letter to the people in Corinth, the community that too was um, struggling with knowing. He says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Christ is the evidence. Christ raised from the dead. Christ alive now is the evidence that God will keep his promise. Always keep his promises. That's why his promises are so great and so precious. They are what sustained us in the past year and they what are what will sustain you and I in the year to come because we don't know what's coming. We don't know what circumstances will come into our lives, but we know a God who promises to be ours and to be with us and to guide us and to grow us in this new year. So I want to challenge you. Do you know what the promises of God are? I mean, I don't expect anyone to be able to tell me 7,000 promises of God right now, so it's not, it's not a test. But I hope that you have in your mind and maybe internalized in your heart some of the promises of God. When my husband and I, um, on our anniversaries, we'll often re-recite our vows to one another. We want to remember what we promised. And it's the same way in many ways with God's word. We want to remember 
We want to know his promises so that we can go forward in the new year. And I have a couple of ways that you can do that in this new year. A couple of suggestions to hold on to God's promises. One of them is just to read it. Good idea, huh? Read God's word. And I want to tell you, this is a little advanced thing, that this, at the end of January, we are going to do this together as a church. It's something called Immerse, and we are going to be reading through the whole New Testament as a community. We're just going to read. It's a, a new way of re- writing it without verses or comments. Just read it. Just read God's word. Hear what he has to say about who he is. And you're going to hear more about it at the end of January. But I'm excited for it. Because when we soak and read in God's word, it gives us confidence. Because remember, this is the kind of God we serve. I can trust him in the new year. So you'll get more information about Immerse, but it's a way that we are going to take, it's really only reading five times a week, 20 to 30 minutes a day. It could just, it, it's, a, it's doable. And there's an audio one too, so you're going to hear more about it. But we are excited because when we read God's word, we hold fast to his promises. And the other, besides reading, let's do remember. That's what our kids call it, right? Your remember verse? Isn't that what our Kairos kids? You have remember verses because Pastor Nancy and your parents and this church, they want you to remember that God's promises can be counted on. And so you internalize them in your heart. And I want us to do that too. Maybe you have promises right now, promises of God that come to mind. Maybe you don't know them yet. That's okay. God wants you to grab hold of his promises. And maybe it's one of the promises just in this word right here. The promises of God are yes in Jesus Christ. So we can count on them. And as a response to this promises of God for the new year, I'm going to encourage you in a time of reflection now to think about a scripture, an attribute of God, something that tells you about the promises of God. On the seats when you came in was a little card. All of them looked a little bit different. But it said, what are God's promises to you in the new year? God's promises for me in the new year. And I want you to be able to think about that. And this is not a Christmas card you're going to send to someone else. This is not for you to turn in to anybody. This is for you. This is for you to take home, to remember that in 2018, God has given me promises and I can hold to them. And kids, this is for you too. If you don't know the whole verse, but you know something about who God is, write it there. If you know that God is good, if that's what you know about God, write it there. If you have a promise of God from scripture, write it on there. If there aren't enough in the place, just raise your hand and we'll try to get one. We kind of spread them out so hopefully everybody has one of these so that you will go into the new year with a promise for God that you can hold fast to. During this time while you're writing and reflecting, there'll be some music. There also will be prayer in the back. Maybe you need to be reminded of the promises of God and his faithfulness to you in a time. So feel free to go back for prayer during this time as well. And then I'll come up and we'll close with a time of prayer. Does anybody need one of these? Just raise your hand where you are. Let's hold fast to the promises of God. Let's remember what they are and hold on to them in the coming year.